Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at udpod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcast. For absolutely free 99, udpod is back. Podcast week is back. We're deep in it now. I haven't decided the formatting yet, so who knows when this podcast is going to drop. But I'm so excited to be back talking football. I was on last week. I was on the Tape Don't Lie podcast, Michael Felder's new venture. You're going to hear him in podcast week. But you can hear he and I talk for about an hour just talking O-line play. And if you want to know how that the spark in me gets relit for football, that's it. That's it. Like It's the X's, the O's. It's it's not even the players. It's not even the like the storylines. I just want to talk about ball, man. And today I am happy to have on one of our truest friends of the pod. One of I'm gonna say a good friend of mine. Uh, there we go. See, no, 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 hey, no shit. I I can feel you bracing for the hit through the through the internet. I was like, I can hear him get tense. This is oh, a yeah. true friend, Nada. What's up, baby? Uh, what's going on? Like literally, we are back. We are back doing our thing on this podcast. I was waiting for the backhanded insult. The swerve, baby. The swerve. I was the waiting kindness. for the it. Kindness is the swerve. The, I was waiting for that sneak liver shot, and I oh. never got it. And I don't know how to react. And you did this on purpose. And I, I hate did. you for it. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Certain things will never change. This is one of them. How's everything been going with you? Man, look, uh, doing NPR again, doing day job NPR and doing Hornet stuff. It, it it's it can be exhausting, but you know what? It's a nice time. This is the off season for me, and I don't I can care less about the Panthers after this podcast airs. That's that's the best <laughs> part about this. I can only I can care less about sports as soon as this podcast is over. That's the best part about it. And we're here for NFL. We are going to get into it, but I got to ask real quick, man. What was it like to watch the Hawks? Like, I experiencing it was one thing, but as someone who puts in this division, what was it like to watch Trey Young kind of actualize in real time and realize that we've got a problem on our hands? It was funny because, again, I know you remember the first two games that the Hornets played against the Hawks in the yeah. season. Yeah. And how the Hornets simply just outclassed them. Just Little be- did I know that all it took was getting rid of the coach. And then putting a very capable coach in Nate McMillan in place, and that being the simple solution. They didn't need any. It, it wasn't like they made a trade. Nope. It wasn't like they made. Uh, like it wasn't. Like they they got, they got less healthy. Yes. <laughs> yes. They lost Cam Reddish in February for five for four months. Dude, and between that and then the draft that they just had yeah. with Cooper and. With, with, with Cooper and, and Jalen Johnson, I'm it mad. It might be real. Like, like they have a legitimate, embarrassing amount of wealth. Like this DeAndre Hunter didn't talent. play. No, DeAndre. That's a, thank you. I'm so glad you said that because I've been trying to explain to people how important DeAndre Hunter is to this team. Like, like this is it's insane. It is insane. They and they are the found money of Kevin Herter. Yeah, yeah. Like y'all are like the Hawks are too deep, three deep at basically every position that matters. And at some point, like I just need people to understand how nuts this is 
and how they can legitimately make at any given, like, let's say, how about, I would put it this way. Let's say Carl Anthony Townsend decides, you know what, I'm out. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And if the Hawks really want them, maybe like, okay, we got this, got this, and this. Like, they can make any, they can swing any trade they want for any superstar as soon as he starts getting disgruntled. Well, that's how that's wild to me is even as the roster's constituted, here's something that, here are three words that terrify, should terrify everyone. John Collins center. Yeah. Roll him to the five, and now it's a problem. Like they have any, they they can go any any way you want it, and the sad part is the guy that I thought was the best center in the draft last year, better than Wiseman, Onyeka Okongwu, he will be back in January, February. They will be too deep at every position, and their point. best defensive defensive center may not be back until the trade deadline, and he's got all the time in the world to go get healthy. They'll use that G League team to get him healthy. That and, is a very what? scary Clint team. Capella can very much hold it down while, while he gets healthy. Yeah, exactly. I love Clint Capella. He, he's the one Swiss guy. He's the one European brother that you can trust, unlike Dennis Schroeder. We'll leave it there. <laughs> you, you, you're... The NBA podcast is already aired by the time it's being put out, but we talked about that for a minute. I'm going to let it get at that. The podcast week, UD Pod, finds where you get us. Now, we're going to go through each division in the NFL, and we're going to take like a 30,000-foot view. We may not talk about your team. That's probably because your team's boring. But we're going to talk Pretty about the two or three big stories in each division, and we're going to start with a division that I call home for love, and he calls home for money, the NFC South. Yeah. And I want to say this. I want to start this whole discussion because I think you're – let's talk with the Panthers. What are we doing? As Let me put it this way. And I keep trying to explain this to people, why they didn't draft Justin Fields. And I feel like it could be said that ownership cannot sell a new stadium on this area if there – like, they can't sell a new stadium. And this is all about getting – Pepper Dome built. Ownership can't sell a new stadium on a rookie quarterback. And at the same time, eh, and more importantly, they can't be selling again. They can't sell it with a black quarterback because now that'll be three in a row. You had Cam who you had to deal with. You had Teddy who was better than probably better than people thought. But at the same time, when you have the coach throwing him underneath the bus. Just in real time. It's wild. Like, literally, like, there's all of that. There's that in the last, like, literally throwing him under the bus. And, again, them trading barbs into the offseason before he was traded. You have that. And then you bring in Sam Darnold, which I still don't understand. I'm not, like, I I understand, but I don't understand. It's like, if he hits high, if he hits, he's going to resonate with the fans. If he fails, he will have the basically we have to get the jets out of him. But you can't de-jet a jet. I'm sorry. It, it do, you doesn't can, happen. But you can buy time by saying you can. I think yeah. they're buying time to build sentiment for Tepperdome. I think you're 100 percent right. I think this is a uh, the last seasons of the Braves and the Ted where they bottomed out how everything was gonna cost. 
and basically mm-hmm. they set themselves up to be a good team when the new stadium opens. I think that's what's happening here. I think that's very sad um, for the area. I think they've had a it's like say what you will, they haven't had a whole lot of bunch of down years in Carolina. Yeah, the, like we ha- they we have not seen the three and thirteens. We have not seen the two and fourteens since like Jimmy Clausen. Right that 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 uh, well well I was I wasn't gonna bring that up not yet anyway least. let's talk about the rest of the division let's start with my Atlanta Falcons <laughs> I believe in Matt Ryan I believe in Calvin Ridley what okay. what else though that's what else that feels I believe in the tight end I believe in the kid yeah as you should do you believe that's in that it. offensive line though no 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 um I don't believe in the offensive line. I don't believe in the running game. I do believe getting Dirk Cutter out of here is going to help. Agreed. Um, I do believe Arthur Smith unearned glory or whatnot. I think he's a better coach than what we've had. Agreed. I think the Julio move had to happen. I've come Uh, to grips with it. Yeah. Um, I think the defense... Had a better DVOA last year than the offense, which is strange. Well, I'm I'm a believer in Grady Jarrett. Like if I, anything a, else, build, here we can build. Yeah, like Grady Jarrett's where you build that defense. Like mm-hmm. him and a couple of other pieces, I really do like. But Grady Jarrett is someone that you can believe in on this team. But that puts your belief factor up to what, like four or five? That's four Eight. players. I believe in the kicker. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No. Young Hoku, I believe. Has he gotten his car back? Look, man, he's in the laser <laughs> now. Welcome home, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like I heard it. Like again, I didn't realize that dude who stole my car. The sequel is going to be filmed in Atlanta until this year. I mean, I'm really glad to have a garage. I'm gonna say that. I'm <laughs> exactly. really glad to have a garage. Um, I believe in AJ Terrell. Mm, that, that's a good. Yeah. I believe in but, AJ. He looked good last year. Like there were. I didn't see he's a rookie last year, but there have been spots where I see real things there. Well, well, they're, they're, the, the defense has pieces, and the fact that I was looking at the DVOA numbers and that was better than I thought it was is really kind of shocking. But I think they're just in the field too much last year. I think if the offense can possess that football and put some pressure on another team, you could see some things. It won't happen in the division because the Bucks are the Bucks, and we ain't going to cover the Bucks today because why? Why? When you come here to listen to the Bucks talk, what you came here to listen to was Saint Slander. Saint Slander. <laughs> yeah. Look, Slander. I want you to no, 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 no. let me start. I want you to realize something. Drew Brees is gone. And some people would say, oh, we're happy because it happened. You should be devastated it happened. You had an all-time quarterback, one of the greatest to ever do it, and you mustered one Super Bowl. Hmm. It took him you're never there is a, there's a, there is a better quarterback for the Falcons than Matt Ryan. We've I've not seen the best Falcons quarterback in my lifetime yet. You've all seen the best Saints fan quarterback of all time. <laughs> it's never getting better than that ever. So even if Rodgers does go there next year. Rodgers it's never getting better than Drew Brees because he somehow conned the world into thinking Michael Thomas was a good quarterback receiver. Fair enough. Michael Thomas out here, I'm going to get surgery now because I don't know how to run more than eight-yard routes. I was about to say, just Mr. Slant, Mr. Slant. Uh... <laughs> and that's honest to God, like, 
That's my favorite story of the NFL season is whenever he gets on the field, the bevy and litany of current and former defensive backs ready to leap on this man's soul on the internet is the real list. It's a long story list. Like, dude thinks that, like, think about it like this. Michael Thomas thinks his is just a route tree is just looking like the leaning tower of pizza, and that's it. That's that's what his route tree looks like. Coach, I slants. This is an out. Coach, I wrote slants. <laughs> I don't understand the question. Coach, I wrote slants. Tampa Bay is going to be Tampa Bay. Go to hell, Tom. Yeah. You had to ruin my, all my fun, Tom. This is a fun That's little it. division. Nothing nothing seemed crazy. Everyone seemed, everyone hated the Saints. We could all fight amongst ourselves. You had to come in here and change everything. Now, here's the thing. Here's the one question I have, and this is going to tra- transfer into college, college football a little bit. Who do you think the disappoints you less this year the falcons or georgia the falcons gave disappointment because i had no expectations okay okay you actually have expectations this year for georgia football i know i'm having them thrust upon me oh no everyone's telling me how good georgia's gonna be i'm gonna sit down with with felder for 45 minutes later today to talk about georgia football i didn't watch college football last year I have no idea. I'm going to all this so blind, and the world is telling me, this is the year Georgia does it. And I'm like, why would you say that to me? It's in my face. Like, here's the thing. Just because you are getting served a free meal does not mean you have to partake. Send it back. Send it back, friend. I, Save yourself. But, you know, even if I wasn't expecting them to do something spectacular, I'd expect them to be good. Like, the, the team that has the, the ability to disappoint me is Georgia. Falcons, all money's found money. Fair enough. This isn't someone for the last two years walked away from the season, the third quarter of one season, and the third game of another. I said, I'm out. I don't know. They don't get my time, money, or investment. Let's go to the the division that used to house the Falcons, and it's the reason why all Jerry Rice's highlights seem to come against the Falcons. Um, The NFC West. Mm -hmm. Are we pretending that everything's cool in Seattle? Is that what we're all just going to do? Like, we didn't see what we saw offseason? Look, um, we are going to pretend we are going to do this for one more year. This is like the this is, you know, that phase in divorce sometimes where the parent where the parents decide we're going to sleep in the same room at the same time and pretend like everything will be good. And you know what? We may rekindle that spark one more time only for them to be divorced a year later. That's what we're, that's what's going on in Seattle right now. Like there, there's no way that this does not end poorly. And that Russ isn't some Russ and Stiara aren't somewhere else by the end, by the start of next season. This is heading for divorce. Everybody can see it. And no one wants to like acknowledge that. It's very sad, but it's ending here. We all know this. Why won't they give Dwayne Brown his money? Um, because they're gonna trade him. To someone that will like i think that's the answer like we, i think seattle all like everybody in seattle except pete carroll and russell wilson know that this is ending so if you want to go get your money dwayne brown i mean but but even could. if it's ending, even if it's ending for a short-term benefit of all parties and i love how seattle's framed it as russ is being greedy russ if russell wants it it's not because it's just good for russell you have a better offensive line. You have a better football team. I I don't get that framing. Because it doesn't pay to win. 
And that's the thing. It doesn't pay anybody to win because you're better off. Like, and this is the thing that I've come to with at least a whole bunch of NFL teams. It's better to appear to be in the chase than to actually be in the chase, because then you actually have to show that you really want this. You got to spend like you really want this. It's better to appear like you're in the chase or build up like you're in the chase rather than be in it because it's a lot less expensive that way. So therefore, we're going to pretend, even though at this point, Russ and a decent offensive line should guarantee you at least, at least a wild card performance, but it won't. And a whole bunch of these teams are going to be looking like, ooh, I could have Russell Wilson and Dwayne Brown, or I could just be bad or be middling, and I just may luck up into Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell or one of those two, like something like that. There are a lot of these teams that are that are faking it just so that they can they can rely on the draft. I guess I don't see it. I don't like it. I think it's uh, squandering something that could be very good there. Keep an eye on Arizona this year. I don't know. I got a feeling. I don't, I don't think it's it's a loaded division. Obviously, I just feel really good about Arizona, and I feel really good about um, the expanded playoff with them having a shot to get in there. Um, I do. The one thing about the West that I do wonder about is how much of this is wrapped up between LA and and uh, San Francisco by week 10 hmm. that's what i work with that's what i wonder because I, i'm a trey lance believer um jimmy garoppolo's time is officially you're done after, like you're like, a trey lance believer oh yeah okay yeah I'm write this down just for future reference yeah yeah i, I kind of am a trey lance believer right now at this point okay um I, I am a Trey Lance believer only because I think he's that I think he just does a little bit more and it, it, it allows Kyle Shanahan to get a little bit more cute than he probably pro- probably should. So we'll see. I think again, I, I've got my own exi- existing and uh, magnified problems with uh, your boy. Uh, uh, you know that. If he caught, if he cost, if he cost me a Super Bowl ring, I would have, I would hold it for. If, 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 if your coach thinks he's the star, yeah, it's a problem. Um, let's go to the East, the worst division of football last year, possibly going for a repeat performance this year, because there's nothing interesting to talk possibly. about. There's nothing there's no no to talk about. Man, everyone's talking about Saquon's back, and I remind you how I've always felt about Saquon Mark. <laughs> Again, he, boy, he, you know what he is? He's that two. He's that two twenty hitter that'll have thirty eight home runs, but will strike out almost four hundred five hundred times in a season. Everyone gets mad at me when they're like, "Look at this eighty yard run from Saquon Barkley." I'm like, "Then why he finished with ninety six yards? What are y'all doing?" Yeah, and you were the first person to point it out to me because I was excited <laughs> about it, and then <laughs> killed, and then you killed my dream. So like, bad. is that kind of back? Is this that's one of my serious questions? Is will that injury allow him to still maintain that top end breakaway home run power? Probably not. Probably not. But and even then you take away that, so now he's just a guy. Yep. That. But again, that's Dave Gettleman. That is Dave Gettleman <laughs> in a nutshell, and how he continues to come back and continue to do franchise mal- malpractice. I don't understand, but. But, but 
at least the Daniel Jones era will be over after this year. I have. Oh, so you're that. not a believer in the dimes? No, I've never. Again, no, we've had this discussion. I, 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 I like sometimes I like to get you riled up for the podcast. Good guy. No, no, no. You you already know I'm not a believer in Danny Dimes. I believe. Here's the thing. I don't believe in Sam in Sam Darnold. But you know what I do believe? I believe Sam Darnold's better than than Danny Dimes. And that's a very very low bar. That is an incredibly low bar. But Danny Dimes, like, you're going to put, like, this dude's going to have Kenny Galladay. This dude's going to have Sterling Shepard. And he's still going, and he's going to have Kadarius Toney, who is having all the issues in the world. And Danny Dimes is going to fail miserably yet again. And at some point, they're going to find a way to blame, um, what is, again, they're going to find some, Jason, they're going to find a way to blame Jason Garrett. And instead of blaming, blaming Danny Dimes. And it's going to drive me up the wall. It is. It's going to drive me up the wall. I, I, I can't believe it. I, I Again, I can't believe what's about to happen. But yet, it will happen. So, there we are with the, the New York football giants. Can we talk about what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing? Because it doesn't look like it makes any sense either. We can, but one should, I don't remind the listeners. This is where he reminds you that he's a Giants fan. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Philly. Yeah. What do you, what's, what's your question about Philly? Um, besides the fact that I don't know exactly what they're planning on doing with Jalen Hurts, um, I just want to know what Nick Sirianni is doing. Like, like Nick Sirianni feels like one of those dudes that should probably be doing one of those motivational speaking tours and not necessarily being an NFL head coach. I'm not willing to throw him out yet but things are trending in the direction that you may be super right um like he's I, a scammer why wouldn't you just name the 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 the, the, the starter um i don't know but again, I don't want to say this is Philly fans being again. You don't want to appease to the worst, appeal to the worst in the Philly fans. But again, these are Eagles fans; they're already the worst. Um, I, I I don't get it. I don't understand. I I me personally, I would just like name Jalen Hurts the starter. You got us. You got yourself a receiver this year. You got everything mm-hmm. that you needed. You should be good to go and actually compete in this division. And yet I'm fairly certain they'll be almost at the bottom. I'm almost fairly certain of this. And then they're going to go get Spencer. Like they're going to be in that Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell hunt as well. And it's just going to be sad because we like we've seen this movie of not equip the black quarterback with the proper weapons. Yes. And watch him fail and then yes. blame him and not the system that put everything together. And it's also known as the Buffalo Bill special. Yes. Again, the Tyrod Taylor. We'll call it the Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. The Tyrod. We'll, we'll call it the Tyrod. But that's what's about to happen here. And you can see it happen. And you can see it happen in slow motion. And mm-hmm. there again, this is happening happening in Philly. And they're gonna, and we all know who they're gonna blame, and we all see this coming and at the same time, no one's going to be like, hey, what about the guy that put this together and the coach? No, they don't matter. Pay attention to the one guy. Again, if we pay attention to the guy behind the curtain, that sounds too much like right. It's uh, 
It'd be sad if it wasn't so predictable. Yeah. Um, let's go to the North, the NFC North, where there's only one story we're going to make it to. First story I want to talk about is the man who could have been a Falcon. <laughs> the man who was raised in the state of Georgia somehow played for a national title contending team outside of the state of Georgia, and now will be peddling his wares on Soldier Field turf. Justin Fields, look, you believe in Trey Lance? I believe in Justin Fields. You have every reason to believe in Justin Fields. You've seen him, you've seen his movies up close for how long? And then watch Jake Fromm start. Why would you say that was uncalled for? (laughs) The second part, didn't have to hear it. Didn't have to say it. We all know what happened. We were there. <laughs> Podcasts around for all that shit. I had to lie and be like, well, Jake Fromm's got the spirit in the locker room. I had to lie. <laughs> it's like the, there's a year where we had Schottenheimer, and I you I spent a summer talking myself into Schottenheimer as a, uh, a coordinator. Wait, 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 wait. You did what? I spent a summer lying to myself and talking myself into Schottenheimer, and then the season started, and I was out immediately. You wow. I've done some wow. dumb things in the name of fanhood. The 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 bulldog indoctrination is strong because if they got you to believe in oh boy. No, it was an Ooh. open lie. It was it was it was one of those things like I, I was openly saying that's what I was doing. I'm talking myself into this because I have to, because they're not gonna fire him. So I have to somehow come to grips with what we've done. And that's yeah. just a experience for me. Coming up with what we've done. Coming to grips with the racist that Georgia ran into Ohio State, which, not for what it's worth, not liberal bastion. Um, and then the Falcons <laughs> say, you know, we're going to roll with Matt Ryan again. And we're going to get this. <laughs> and, and I'm fine. Now that I tell you, now, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Like intellectually, spiritually, I'm fine with it. But watching them not pick Justin Fields in that moment, real twinge, real pain. So, so I, I need to ask from that from that preseason game and the clips that you saw, was there a little bit of hurt there? Was no. there a little bit? Okay. Once once it's done, go get, go be great. Go make your money. Okay. I, I have, have to make sure. Beef with the, I, my father cheered for the Bears growing up. My father was on the Bears for a season. Like I have no qualms with the Bears as a franchise. I am a little scared they'll ruin him. Oh uh, no, as you should. Like Soldier Field. But beyond that, like I, I'm cheering for the kid. I don't see the Bears the, the Bears keeping the Falcons out of the playoffs that they do. God bless just Justin Fields. So Yeah. Like but like at this point, how soon do you think he starts over Andy Dalton? Because I know they're not gonna get they're not going to go into the season with Justin Fields starting. We know that. So I, how soon you say that? At the same time, the words Andy Dalton opening day starter, not inspiring. If I'm the Bull, if I'm the Bears, I keep the Dalton game going until the day before the first game, and then I announce Justin Fields is going to start, and then I set the city of Chicago on fire. And hopefully I can time it up with uh, with Punk showing up at AEW. Like, I want to burn the whole town down, and that's how you do it. You name Justin Fields the starter. The same day as – that's it. The same day as the first dance, you announce Justin Fields as the starter at AEW. I mean, I mean, (laughs) that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. It also makes too much sense for the Chicago Bears. Oh, way too much sense. It makes way too much sense. Way too much sense. 
Oh, so the Benedict story in the north is, of course, the story from the <laughs> time he wants to be in, because no one's going to Green Bay for vacation, but they're going to play with Aaron Bleepin' Rodgers for at least one more year. So Aaron lost. His little, mm-hmm. he lost. He got back mm-hmm. what? Who did he get back? Cobb? He, yeah, Randall Cobb. Bro, that Randall would, that... You better bring me Julio. What are we doing? Randall Cobb? Look. I like him. No. Did you? That's this motherfucker lost. Yeah. He got no promises that they were going to let him go next year. They were like, yeah, we'll talk about it then. Yeah, like, he, they're not going to let him go until they feel like they have somebody ready to compete. And maybe it's Jordan Love. They didn't maybe let Jordan not. Love dress for one game last season. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, I feel, and the only person I feel bad for in this situation is Jordan Love. I feel terrible for like, Jordan Love. Like, this is one of those situations where you can't win. Like, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to blame you, your drafting, as if you had a choice to go to Green Bay, despite the fact that management and all of this made these decisions a long time ago. I feel bad for him because if he's not Patrick Mahomes out the gate, they're going to chase that man out of town. We keep forgetting that Green Bay ain't that far from Milwaukee, and we know we know about Milwaukee, and we've How seen their forget? Green Bay's never started a black quarterback on purpose. People have gotten hurt. People have gotten injured. People have gotten suspended. They've never been like, this is the plan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, this is, like, Jordan Love is the most, uh, again, he, I, I can't even call it a blazing saddle situation where they find out the sheriff so you know what. This is one of those situations where they have set you up to essentially just be the whipping boy when Aaron Rodgers leaves, not next year, because that, again, at this point, he's leaving in two years. We, we, that I think thing we you talked that. about in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. that's the future version of Jordan Lowe. That's what's going to happen. I don't feel very good about it for the young man. But that's enough time in the NFC. Let's go to the... Um, AFC, let's start in the AFC South. There's only one story that matters in the AFC South. Two, actually, because y'all done stole Julio and the Colts can't find a quarterback. And Jacksonville, Jacksonville, um, I didn't know they had Schottenheimer as their OC until last night. Look, he's about to ruin, he's about to ruin that boy. <laughs> like, how, again, how Brian Schottenheimer maintains some form of getting a job is so admirable. I have never seen a man trade in on his father's name so shamelessly since probably Billy Graham, again, since Franklin Graham. Like, literally. I have to go to the church side of stuff to find yeah, somebody like, that is... Because, like, Lane Kiffin didn't trade on his... He, he vaulted past his dad's name. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's a good point. Like, think about this. We have not seen this kind of shameless nepotism in football, and there's a lot of it. There's a whole lot of it. But somehow, Brian Schottenheimer doesn't even get to be mediocre. He's not even that. He is absolute rat-ass, and yet somehow continues to get job after job after premium job. Because, again, this is Trevor friggin' Lawrence he's getting. He's getting the prototype and yet at the same time, when he screws this up, he's going to find another job, probably in the Sun Belt. 
stay employed. Um, Tim Tebow, that's really bad. So I'm <laughs> just going to say that right now on the podcast. And one more thing, and you don't have to join me on this. I'm going to say this for myself. Sean Watson should not take a fucking snap for the Texans. Um, I the, the, the Deshaun Watson stuff is disturbing in that the NFL should not have made that man go to camp. No. That it's the second most distor- disturbing sp- uh, story in sports right now is the Deshaun Watson story. The only story that's worse is Trevor Barrett out in LA. And we can go there. It, like that's just in itself, just absolutely horrible. I, I don't know why he keeps talking. Yeah. Yeah. Has his talking solved anything? No. Has it continually made shit worse? And it's already bad. Like he's mm, no. I'm sticking with football. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You're right. They should have taken it out of the team's hands. Shouldn't have come to camp. Shouldn't have been invited to camp. Exemplus, whatever it takes. You've got the levers of power. You demanded them in the CBA negotiations. Time to fucking use them. And the thing is, like, and this is where I'm kind of mad with Cal McNair, and I understand that he is the screw-up son, and he's running the Texans because they don't want him running the actual profitable business. I understand that. But at the same point... All this truth. All, like, literally, I understand all of this. What I don't understand about this, Palm, is that how you don't negotiate something to where it's like, look, you don't come to camp, we ain't going to fine you. You can go work out wherever you need to until we until the block stops getting hot enough to, for us to actually trade you. And by block stops getting hot enough, I mean maybe week six or week seven. And we trade you somewhere. You don't get to say where you get traded. I just need you to shut up and take the king and, and go away because this is bad for all of us. And it doesn't help that it looks like Cal McNair and them released all this stuff to the cops and gave it to the to the lawyer and everything else it doesn't help that get, that it looks like that no one looks good and the fact that no one's decided hey guys maybe we need to take this off your hands is is amazingly stunningly stupid on multiple levels i have no comeback i've no well done full agree yeah it's uh it's really it's it's an, it's what the way the league's handled this is embarrassing, and the way they've been allowed to handle it and not be covered in a diligent manner is also embarrassing. Talking to everyone in sports media, NFC West, we talk about the Chargers, we talk about the Raiders, we can even talk about the Broncos, only one team that matters, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs. Miko Hardman, a good dog, wants to be an every down receiver, looking like he could do it. O line might. They can't be as bad as they were in that fucking Super Bowl. Don't don't get me started on that Super Bowl. They had Mark Mike Remmers out there. That was an unserious offensive line. Uh, every time someone brings up Remmers, like it's and you know I don't like picking online. I think it's unfair. Yeah. I think the job is super hard. That motherfucker's a turnstile. And <laughs> dog, dog, he's so bad. Oh. He's like so it's it, it's if they if they start him this year I, they start him in Super Bowl because of injury I get that if he becomes a regular starter Patrick Mahomes should sue the team for malpractice 
And this is after Patrick Mahomes took a massive, massive, massive discount. Like, haven't we talked about how criminal that contract is yet? Because that that contract is legitimately criminal, and any age his agent should be fired on the spot. How are you getting less guaranteed money than Kirk fucking Cousins? How? How? I don't understand this. It's a very unserious contract, Palm. How? I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I'll never get they it. They were super happy he signed it. How about that? Yeah, that we'll leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it there. They were super happy he signed it. <laughs> um, the Raiders. I have to go to Vegas this fall. We're going on a road game weekend so I can avoid all the uh, the crowds. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, y'all keep giving Chucky all this time. You tell me this is gonna be the time it turns around. And, well, he hasn't won a playoff game since I was in high school. I'm 36. Um, let me. Yeah, yeah. We'll just let, let's just put it this way. Um, I've never seen someone get a hundred million dollar contract and be accountable for less. Think about that. <laughs> like think about it in your life. Like guys that have gotten a hundred million dollar contracts and. It, Chucky basically out Gruden out here like I just work here. Okay. I'm just an employee. Um, all right, let's do this. The mm-hmm. East, the former home of Tom Brady, who's now gonna ruin my Sundays. Home to someone else who used to ruin my Sundays, Cam Newton. But it mm-hmm. seems very interesting because he may not even be is he gonna start? I don't think he starts. He start he starts the season. I think they, he gets up until November, and then I think mm-hmm. Mac Jones so takes pull over. That plug. I got you. They'll pull the plug. I need you to make me believe in the Buffalo Bills. Again, oh, no. I'm 36. I'm a man of a certain age. For me, they're nope. like the fucking Clippers. I can't accept that they might be good. And guess what? The Clippers, I was right. Um, the Bills, no one has ever – Made that much of a statistical accuracy improvements mm-hmm. than he did last year. Yeah. You can either believe that he became a new person or it was an anomaly. The Bills think he's a new person based on the money they gave. Yeah. The NFL, the NFL machine, they want to be a new person because they need a great white hope because this next generation of quarterbacks, a little dark for their liking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Name the other good start young white quarterback. I'll I'll wait. Good, no, but again, the only one that they that they're praying more on Josh, and they're praying, praying a whole lot lot on Trevor for that. Oh, Trevor! Oh, Trevor's the, the the dreams of a nation. Um, <laughs> but then they gave him the Brian Schottenheimer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can't get all in on this Bills thing. I need I'm someone to tell you. me. Okay, it's not just me. All no. Right. Think, think about it like this. Of all the teams that are most likely to lose a game via forfeit this year, is there anyone more likely to do it than the Buffalo Bills? Okay, so that brings me to my bigger issue. Look, my first is the Bills. I don't accept them being good. I don't think the quarterback's as good as everybody thinks he is. But a great point of what you just said. This loud, outspoken embracing of ignorance point of view that their slot receivers take. Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't that even that dude is, is yeah. 
He's, I can't think of a lot of teams where the slot receiver has a voice, period. Exactly. And the exactly. fact that you're out here on this get behind me, guys, I'll lead us to freedom. I you're right. This is the team that's gonna have that uh win. Yeah. They pop. Not if, but when. Yeah. Like when they get like at this point, I do not believe in them enough due to the fact that I if there's gonna be any team that loses any games due to forfeit because of COVID and the COVID-19 protocols, it's that team. They are very loud about it. You can't tell me that, again, if the slot receiver is the one that's making all this noise, that they ain't a whole bunch of them, specifically on that offensive line, and I hate to slander the offensive line, but specifically certain portions of that offensive line that probably ain't vaxxed to, that are going to pop dirt, that are going to, again, show up COVID positive and screw this whole thing up for them. Can I, I, can I get my one, my one wish for this season? What? Is that Winnipeg gets forfeited? Because we're going to lose one at least. We're going to lose one this year. When the game gets forfeited, they don't announce it until the team has arrived at the other stadium. So that these motherfuckers can fight the people who cost them their check. <laughs> cost me my check? No. Come oh. outside. Come outside. No, come out. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. <laughs> you cost me a check? Yo, we are having this will not be a long conversation, but we're having it. Dude, the, the crazy part about this is we know that it's going to be some team in November that has to go Bro. up to Buffalo and they in the hotel on the on the bus. Mm. On the bus. Mm. No checks, fellas. Game cancel. No, I wouldn't even say game cancel. Say no checks this week. What? No checks this week. I have a conversation with Cole Beasley. Here's his address. Yo. Oh. Like you see, like you can see it coming. The second, you can't no, the second they said, if you don't play, we're taking checks. I thought the back rate would hit 110. I thought <laughs> that these competitive motherfuckers would be like, if not for the pride, for the money. But nope. you're telling me you're not even greedy enough to go get that money? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I heard you're not again. afraid of your fellow NFL player enough to not fuck with their money? Man, look. And that's not from other teams. Oh, if that's in on the bills and we don't get a check because Joe ass is being loud and wrong, we may fight. Friends can't fight. Bring a team together. Locker room fights in week 13 will tear a team apart. <laughs> Dog. Like, that, that's the thing I don't understand. Like, and there are only so many dudes that you can cut if you're, um, I can't remember his name right now. And, like, there are only so many dudes you can cut that aren't, like, vaccinated. There's, especially in that area. Like, only so many dudes you can cut. That's going to be like they're the team. Them and the Mil and the Minnesota Vikings are the two teams that I feel the worst about. Again, those are the teams that you're worried about the most. Like, oh, those guys got an outbreak, outbreak, and they're gonna cost somebody I think, money. I think if they can bench Kirk Cousins to play someone else, the Vikings might lean into it. Ah, oh, boy. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, dog. You know the crazy part is, like Kellen Mond, the backup. Nigga. 
Yo! Kelly looked good. He looked good. <laughs> and Kelly 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 like, no, that's the thing. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole room. The whole room. Whole room. We so may have a dead. Any, any perception. Any perception of quarterbacks is a smart position group. They should dead that immediately. Yeah. Like, it was both of them, Palm. Both of them. Nah. Can't be that. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Like, again, and, and we talk about the NFC North, and guess who also said it's a personal decision, who I'm trying to ignore and not call, trying to call an idiot, despite the fact I like the guy. Who? Cam. Cam went to. It's oh, a personal wow. decision, too. Oh. Cam writes in wing names. I don't listen to Cam. But, but at the same point, his dumb ass caught it, and he's still if, like, if, it's a personal you, decision. That, if you communicate in wing things, you're inherently an unserious human being. Fair enough. Okay. Like, like, Let's like go to the was, last. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's just like, I again, the, the quarterback room supposed to be leaders and we got leaders quote unquote leaders of men that are just like nope it's a personal decision oh well I just yeah google something real quick before we move on make sure something so I can stand in my truth here Matt Ryan one of the first to get his shots you children that's a leader grow up <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure first. Like, let me make sure. Talk about this shit. Okay, we good. All right, we good. Um, the last division is. I don't. Uh-uh. Look, man. Because you know, historically, the way I like football, the way I like football is we play good defense, we run the ball, and we throw to exploit your weaknesses. Talk me out of the Browns, cause Chubb Chubb is that dude. <laughs> dude, um, you know how I again? Here's the thing: I can't even say Baker again. Baker is dumb enough not to get vaxxed is the reason. Because ba- I think Baker is actually vaccinated. Baker has talked about being vaccinated. He is like normally. I would tell you, talk me out of the Browns, and I would say Baker. How I. Oh, speaking of speaking of people not being dumb, being dumb enough not to get vaccinated, we got to throw Lamar on that pile too. Um, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, let me say, I, I was something real rude. I was something super rude. I don't want to vaccine my stop. I, I, um, honestly, the way they've built that team, upon years upon you losing and and just stacking talent. Like I don't see it. Like they're gonna be good. Yo, I Miles, yo, Miles Garrett was like an eighty percent of last year after getting COVID, and still did what he did. And still did what he did. Look, this is. I don't like it, and I'll tell you what, goddammit, it! If the Browns are gonna be good, the Bills will not. Yeah, no, the, or the Twain shall not times. Or two of the end times. We ain't crossing the streams, bro. We we no. definitely not crossing the streams. Baker like, called vaccination a competitive advantage. This motherfucker using coach speak to talk about the vaccine. I love it. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. I wish Baker was better at football. Man, look. That's the only thing that stopped me from fully believing in them. That's. <laughs> I, 
He's a good little quarterback. He's just not good. He's all right, but he's not good. Exactly. And that's the thing that holds them back. If they had half a decent quarterback, just he's half no, a decent. No, he's decent. He's decent. That's not. He's decent. He's more than decent. He's a good little quarterback. But they, like, he's a nice little quarterback. I don't think. I think he's gotten the. I'm going to throw this game away for you out of the system. Here's the. Here's my question for you. Okay. Because you would be. You would. Do you. Is he the type of quarterback that you can actually win multiple playoff games with? Because I think there's a ceiling there. Only because he's clearly so beloved by that team and by the people around him, he can build the emotion part. And that's okay. the thing that can roll downhill for him. Like that's he what he lacks in talent, he makes up for it clearly in leadership and charisma. Okay. And so okay. if they get on a like that's the thing about them, if they get on a roll, it can be hard for them to I, I always think but them pulling out of a bad stretch is okay. It's easier because the defense is good. But if they get on a good stretch, they can run your town and you can be a better team. And you may you might catch this loss. Fair. Fair. I, I just because when, when you level out the playing field as far as and let's be real, like they're all NFL players. There's a lot of talent on every team. When you level that talent out, a lot of it comes down to want to. That's fair. And say what you will about that motherfucker, that tiny little motherfucking baker. He's got some want to in him. Oh no, he does. That man, that man want again. That man wants to dance on you, and he wants to dance oh, on you. Oh my god. He want that man wants to dance on you. That man that, wants to. That's the thing people keep forgetting. Like this motherfucker threw a flag in Ohio. Like he wants, he would love to blow y'all out. He would love nothing more in the world. And I, I, I like that in an athlete. Maybe that's not always in a quarterback. I like that in an athlete. I'd love nothing more. I'm here to win and compete. No, nope. I'd love nothing more to blow the doors off your ass. Remember Marshall exactly. Anderson? <laughs> yes. Yes, oh God. That is a throwback. Yes, I do. <laughs> but also remember, Marshall Anderson was that dude at Ole Miss playing basketball. Never played anywhere else because who could who would hire him? But <laughs> just please Google Marshall Anderson because he wasn't the most talented basketball player. Motherfucker, he wanted to. <laughs> Man, look. <laughs> that dude, like, that's the thing when it got like he's like, I'm I want to play again. My ideal his ideal football game is kind of like mine. I only work three quarters of the time. I am blowing you out. And then you know what? I could take the fourth off and cruise and and get ready, take my shower and get ready to go and prep, prep for the presser. My my like, helmet's my helmet's in the locker room. I'm cheering on the young kids. Waving exactly. towels. Let's go! Exactly. If Baker Mayfield could spike everyone's fuel with the flag, he would do it. But he can't. Because you don't blow people out like that in the, in the NFL unless you're Kansas City. So, yeah. I think his level of want to and the level of talent around him, I cannot believe I've talked myself into this after an hour. Because I can't really say, I'm like, I'm going to go to the North. We're going to talk about the Steelers. We're talking about the Ravens. We're talking about Lamar being dumb. But damn it. Because the Bengals, look, let me get let me just say this right now so I can say the words on the podcast. The Bengals are terrible. They'll always be terrible. Here's the thing. Can, 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 can we, can we, like, can we, honestly, can we talk about this Bengals situation and how they have a guy like Panay Sewell sitting there at five? That guy was clearly the best tackle in the draft. And they're like, no, mm -hmm. we'll just go give, we'll, we'll just go give Burrow another receiver. I, I, In their defense, they already have Geno Atkins. 
Which is what they would say. Which is what they would say to you. I'm tell I'm not saying it's the right decision. I'm telling you what they would say. We have Gino. Yeah. We, we got Gino at home. We don't need no more Gino. I, I just thought giving Burrow a left tackle would be so good. I didn't love their draft. I think I I, I think that it's gonna depend, depend a lot on Burrow and how healthy he looks coming out. The Ravens obviously is the class of the division, but this COVID hits you and changes your life. Like it changes how you react. So two times, Lamar? Two? I'm trying to do more research. You you've done hands-on research twice, you dumb. <laughs> yeah. uh, like like literally. It, it, the thing is, and this is where like this will change everything. And this is why, like, I would gamble, like I I normally at least put money on like one or two teams. I need to le- see legitimate vaccination levels before I feel good about putting on putting over unders on anything, you know? You know the only team I feel really good about betting on? Tampa Bay and the fucking Browns. More than Kansas City. What's their over under? This is not a gambling podcast. But Fair enough. But now I need to know. Hold on. Let's go look. <laughs> look just... Now I'm just curious now. Yeah. This is just for entertain. This is just for for research purposes. You know what? When I started doing these podcasts, I'd have to say things like that and make that joke doing the podcast. But now you can gamble in stadiums. Exactly, like in certain stadiums, and it's coming to the South, despite the Bible Belt's. Uh... As you may have, as someone who's also from here, the you know the Bible Belt gets real flexible when they money on the line. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why that's why medicinal marijuana is making its way through the North Carolina State House. That's twelve and a half. Ooh, I take it over. I do feel good. I think yeah. Seventeen yeah. games. Yeah. 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 Like Kansas City is like that's the thing. Like, but COVID vaccine has made this so wild to where I don't necessarily want to put over. Uh oh. Uh oh. Maybe What's we'll do right? that. Maybe we'll do that as the as the final NFL preview after the preseason's over. I'll have you on. We'll do over unders. Yeah, might as well. Might I normally well. do it for NBA. I can do it for NFL too. This is good. This is good. This is yeah, good. Exactly. Talk things through. See how I feel about the preseason. That's great. Uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to let you do your outro plugs. But one last thing just to point out about the Saints. If, if, if that 35-year-old quarterback from BYU with bad knees was any good, they would have leaked it in the press and they would have said the competition's over. The fact that they haven't been able to do that <laughs> tells you just how not good Taysom Hill is at football dude saints fans you've seen the best of your franchise welcome back to paperbacks tell them where they can find you before i tell did you just tell (laughs) tell saints fans that they've peaked in high school because that's what you essentially just did you've peaked that letter jacket's gonna get real snug in a couple years baby All right, so you can catch me on WFAE uh, in in North Carolina. Um, I produce All Things Considered, the local edition for Charlotte, North Carolina. You can also catch me three times a week starting this week on Locked on Hornets. You can get that at your favorite podcast everywhere. And basically, I again, every now and again, I hang out and I talk shit with Palm on, on this Undisputed sure. Podcast. I love this. I love doing this stuff. It's, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have you back, man. This is always fun. Kicking off podcast week. 
We're back. You'll be back tomorrow with more podcast goodness. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys tomorrow.